0: I'm excited to announce that we are now on Patreon. So check us out at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David.
1: I think it's possible to raise your vibration and keep going up and up and up your spiral, even with certain types of energy around you, if you make that conscious decision that this person's worth keeping around.
0: We're here with Katerina Wonders, my, uh, my, my partner in writing. I almost said partner in crime. My partner in writing, Katerina not Wonders. Uh, not crime, <laughs> definitely writing, although this, uh, <laughs> this second book is, is taking forever and that's because of me, not because of Katerina. Uh, but it will be out. We will publish it. We're going to set some deadlines real soon and we'll get the Taya practice book out there to the world. Uh, but you know, it was nice to take the four years that we took on it to really flesh out the practice. And having taken four years to teach this stuff to people all over the world, we've learned a lot. And it's all in the book. So that's what's exciting. I'm going back through it one more time now and I'm, I'm really loving everything that's in there. So I'm, I'm excited to get going with it. Uh, we're a few months out still from actually getting it into your hands, but uh, it's, it's really finished nonetheless. So would you say so?
1: I would. <laughs> I would say, I would say you're being finished. really
0: quiet. You're on a po- you're on a podcast now. We were all chatty before we went live, and now you're on a podcast.
1: <laughs> that means you have to speak. <laughs> I would say it's been finished for quite a while, and I think you know that I feel that way. That's yes.
0: well, okay so if you I'm have that opinion. Silence. You you can always disagree with me. You can't offend me. I think you know that. You've never seen me be offended by anything. Of so I know. But, I said it's it's taking forever because of me. It's taking forever because of me, and it, we will get it out there. I just I appreciate uh, you owning that. I, I'm not rushing about anything anymore. I my type A is so detuned <laughs> at this point. I'm am a type Z now. I think so. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a type Z. P. Whatever happens, it happens. when it happens, you know, yeah. abundance is is flowing no matter what. There's always things to appreciate no matter what. And sitting in this, you know, half furnished office in my new home, uh, is is a reflection of that. Speaking of new home, we have a, a great topic for today. And it is operating your life experience among people that might be labeled difficult in some way. And the reason that it's timely for me is because Michael and I bought this house and remodeled it. And the object was to move his parents into part of it. So his parents, who I think Uh, many people would label difficult (laughs) are moving in. (laughs) So it's going to be an experience. It's going to be an adventurous experience that I intend to meet and enjoy, but it's something that I'm going to be living with every day nonetheless. There is separation. They're in their own suite. They're self-contained over there. Um, But, you know, here nonetheless. and And as an adult, I have never... Lived with anyone. I had roommates in my 20s, you know, early 20s, but I've only lived with uh, people that were romantic partners as an adult. Oh, and I did have a year with uh, my sister in law who was 16 years old, uh, much, much younger than me. I lived with her for a year. So I did have that experience. So I'm just checking off the boxes of experiences, I guess. You know, I didn't want to be a parent, but I had the parent experience for a year. I never uh, saw myself needing to take care of aging parents. Uh, because I was not connected to my mother at the end of her life. And my father lives in Austin with my sister, half-sister, and my stepmother, and they take care of him. So I was kind of out of that whole thing. And now I'm thrust into the experience of caring for elderly people. It's going to be a challenge. They 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 can be very difficult. We've had a lot of uh, home health people uh, quit <laughs> because of them, specifically Michael's mother. She, she's... Um, she 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 is a a very powerful personality. So what's your take on all of this? What's your experience with this?
1: I think that sounds like a lot, <laughs> to be honest with you. And I am impressed with your patience. Uh, my experience- well, Don't be so quick.
0: I'm, I haven't experienced it yet.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, I'll be impressed with your patience because you're going to have to have it. <laughs> my- my experience with this subject is almost exactly the opposite. Whereas, um, I tend not to live with my romantic partners, but I have, like, I moved in with my dad for the last six months of his life to take care of him. And, um, you know, I'm a mom. (laughs) There's, there's a lot of the same aspects there of having to take care of someone who can't take care of themselves. Whereas now for the first time I am actually living with my romantic partner and this is the first one I've been able to live with and it definitely poses challenges of its own. I've lived with a few roommates and um, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I like my space, so <laughs> as I know you do as well and that's something you and I share in common as we really enjoy our space. So it's definitely, um, a unique well, I think challenge when, you, when you do
0: a practice such as this, Taya, we talk about Taya all the time. If you're new to the podcast, we'll, we'll, we'll catch you up on it as we go. But um, Taya, Sense for Trust Your Abundance, it's a mindset practice that we practice is really what this podcast is all about, because the, the podcast started out as me sharing uh, the consciousness of source that we call the stream, the stream of David. And we have built a mindset practice around their teachings, and it's, it's called Taya. And the, the, the reason Taya is, is so significant for us is that it creates a belief system that you can operate your life on and not get drawn into what I call default belief systems. There, there, there are numerous default belief systems. We have religion. We have politics. We have consumerism. We have, uh, what do you want to call it, beautyism, you know, where your life is all about your fitness level and how you look. Um, You know, they're all belief systems. People have a belief system that if they have the best six pack and the most beautiful appearance and the most likes on Instagram, that that is their worthiness and their joy. And I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm saying that's their belief system. And that's what they operate on. Just like a Christian has a belief system that Jesus is their savior and they operate their lives under that uh, mindset. And for a lot of people that works. And what we're identifying here is the fact that we all operate on on some belief system and the stream has led us out of what I call the matrix, which is the the human collective consciousness belief system that tends to run on fear and judgment and tends to drag our vibration down just a little bit. And Mm -hmm. what I found is when I detuned fear and judgment and moved out of the matrix, now it's like, I can look back at it and see it so clearly without judging it and just appreciate it for what it is, appreciate everyone that's operating in it, but not be drawn into it. And the reason that I'm, I'm saying all of this in this episode is because the matrix is seductive. The matrix is seductive in that it, it is it is a vibration. It's not a cabal of evil people trying to control your life. It is a vibration that humanity has created. And this vibration, seeks to draw you back in as any vibration wants to be alive. It's an energy and energy is expansive by nature. And that expansive energy, the expansive energy of the matrix wants to draw you back in In the judgment of it or in the judgment of others. And it's difficult sometimes when you're living with someone or you're in a close relationship, family relationship, parent, child type of relationship, romantic relationship, to not fall into that judgment or get drawn into the negativity. If they are negative or or they are difficult or they are hard to get along with, or they're moody or you're doing your Taya practice, and this is true for a lot of you that are somewhere in the Taya belief system, you are systematically raising your vibration and you are systematically detuning the things that drag it down. That's what Taya is. But the person that you lived with live with may not be, or the person that you're in a relationship with somehow may not be doing this practice. And if they're not, then they're spinning out. They are judging. They may be fearing. They may be wanting to draw you into that narrative. And the question here that we want to answer in this episode is how do you keep yourself up when those around you aren't in that space? And they're even, it even seems like they're actively seeking to draw you into their vibration.
1: My favorite thing about camp, I think, is finding that there's a community of manifestors. There's a community of people that aren't ashamed to bring amazing things into their lives. and don't have to do downplay it or make excuses for it, that, that we can all make magic. There's plenty of abundance in this world. And that we can all get what we want if we choose to.
0: People all over the world are discovering the Taya practice. They transform their lives with a new operating system, and so can you. Click the link in the show notes and book your free, no obligation, Taya Bootcamp Discovery session today.
1: So my perspective on this is really different than it used to be. Because for me, the harder I work, I don't even have to do air quotes, the harder I work to keep myself up. I was going to say, this is a people.
0: podcast. I can't see your air quotes anyways. So. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> Unless I'm they're like on YouTube. You're watching
0: on YouTube. Here we go. Yeah.
1: I, I don't ever watch the podcast on YouTube, so I only listen. So, okay. So the, the harder you quote unquote <laughs> work <laughs> to keep yourself up, the the more it becomes exactly that actual work. So I used to really think I had to make a strong effort uh, because I I followed spirituality for a really long time. And actually my former spiritual teacher, I can't, I guess I can't say former. I do still respect her a lot. Um, I just don't fully align with that whole practice anymore. But she used to say, if you enter a room full of smokers, even if you're a non-smoker, you're going to leave smelling like smoke. And, and she said, so for that reason, you need to be really careful to stay away from people who bring you down and toxic people and things like that. And I used to really believe that. And long story short, I don't believe that anymore. Um, I believe that if you are happy and solid in your practice, then you can go wherever you want or be around whoever you want. And as long as you're getting some sort of, you know, positive interaction, like like obviously you don't want to go into a situation where you're going to be abused but if you're getting some sort of like if there's a benefit for being around them like you're helping them with something you know this person might be a little cranky with you or you know not to talk to them before they have their coffee things like that like there are ways around it but mostly it's just a matter of acceptance and just being okay with it exactly as it is to the point where The smoking reference is ironic because I think smoking is just so disgusting. Like cigarette smokers gross me out more than anything. And so I always swore I would never date someone who smokes cigarettes. And I've actually changed that perspective. I generally prefer not to be around people who smoke cigarettes, but now I'm like, well, you know, if you smoke, like that's not the be all and end all for me anymore. It's, I keep my vibe in check and that's the main thing. And sure, sometimes you get drawn into stuff just catch yourselves and be like, well, I'm getting drawn into this. Maybe it's not necessary. Let this person have their experience. It's not about me.
0: Yeah. And that's what I love about Taya is it gives you that, that ability to return to clarity and, and have the clarity of the moment. Even if you get drawn into the moment a little bit, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Getting drawn into that moment and having that experience. Oh, here I am back in judgment. The thing about Taya is, is there's, there's no rules. There's no penalty You know, you're not going to burn in hell because you got drawn back into judgment. It's not like that. Here I am, I'm finding myself back being human, and we are, in in this judgmental space. I can move out of it now with grace and ease because I, I know I don't have to stay here. I'm catching myself there. And that catching yourself, that's important because the more you catch yourself and you consciously change the behavior and the thought, the more that starts to reprogram your subconscious mode of thought. And then pretty soon, you're not even going there in the first place. Agreed. Which is nice, which is nice. And and it's it's easier to get out of it too. I know people that are are relatively new to the practice have to work harder to catch and move out and and evaluate their vibration. And it sounds very tedious, but at at some point it just becomes a way of life and you just do it naturally. And then you notice that, wow, life's a whole lot better than it was six months, a year ago, because I'm doing this practice, I'm going to keep doing it, but you have to make it a train of thought for sure. And it takes a little work to do that.
1: Well, and I think the big kicker there is just the lack of judgment, because that's something that I think a lot of people get caught up in, in a lot of um, different mindset practices and things like that. People who are really into manifesting, they tend to think that because someone around them is not exhibiting the behavior they would prefer to be around, that that means they're not manifesting properly. So like I was at an Abraham Hicks event once and one of the questions on the hot seat was, um, I'm around people who aren't aligned with this practice and they're toxic and dragging me down. And um, the response was, well, raise your like, you know, raise your vibe and they'll drift away and he was like well it's my sister I live with her and so (laughs) and (laughs) like it's she's not just gonna go away and the answer just kept coming back that um and not just from Abraham Abraham had things to say on this but there was a lot of talk about this topic later about how you know if you raise your vibe. These people drift away or they will change around you. They'll either raise their vibe with you or they'll- Yeah, they do.
0: We see that in Taya and boot camp. People come in and one of the first things we tell them is when you start doing this work and raising your vibration, authentically raising it, people around you have two choices. They can be really annoyed by you and and they will probably disconnect in some way, maybe completely, or they'll be inspired by you and and sort of chase you up your spiral. It's very true. I see it all the time.
1: Yeah, And part of
0: doing the practice is making you okay with that. Like my sister thinks this is insane and (laughs) we don't talk much. And I I saw her physically and uh, we we went to visit them in Austin back in November. And I kind of got, I I slip into Taya talk all the time. It's, It's my way of life. I don't really evangelize it in my private life outside of, you know, podcasts and things where it's, you know, my place to do that. Uh, but it, it just naturally seeps out of my pores. You know that I love doing this so much. It's so life-changing. I love what it does for people. But I also understand that I can't, I can't convince anyone to do this. It's it's a personal journey. But I can't help but talk about it. I talk about it with her, and she just, you know, oh my God, this is insane. You know, how can you think that? And I realize I realize it, and I correct my. I kind of shut it down. I realize okay, yeah. I, there's no point yeah. in talking to her about this because she's so yeah. far away. And I have to tell you. She is someone that I have come full circle into appreciation of her having exactly the life that she has and wants to have and wants to live. I won't get into all that because it's her personal business, but I used to be judgmental of her mm-hmm. and I detuned all of that. And now I'm in full appreciation of how she's choosing to have her life experience. And we're fine in that aspect. We're not going to chat about Taya or the stream because she thinks it's crazy, yeah. but yeah. you know, I don't live with her either. Now, if you live with someone and you're, you're physically around them all the time, again, they're going to have two choices. You, you might have a disconnection and you just have to get to a place where you ask yourself, is it worth keeping my vibration in this space to maintain the peace with this person? Or am I really wanting to raise my vibration and have my experience, whatever that looks like? And if people can't handle that. Am I, can I get to a place where I'm at peace with people disappearing from my life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have a few friends who also think it's crazy. We just don't talk about it, but they're still in my life. So that's, that's kind of the interesting part. And there's like a little bit of a contradiction here because we talk about that a lot in Taya, but then there's also this situation of like, well, some people aren't going away. So there's this different level here of where I think the lack of judgment comes in because there's a few people in my life, I've made the conscious decision that I like having them around. Sure, they're difficult for me to deal with sometimes. And I have in the past caught myself coming down my spiral around them, but I got to a point where that's not necessarily the case anymore. Or if I do start to go down, I come right back up. And it's, I I think it's possible to raise your vibration and keep going up and up and up your spiral even with certain types of energy around you, if you make that conscious decision that this person's worth keeping around. Does that make sense? The
0: higher higher you take your default vibration, the more you can experience any aspect of humanity and just be an appreciation of it. Source isn't judging. When I channel, that is straight up source. The stream Mm -hmm. is source. And And when I'm in that space, I know exactly what it feels like to be in the vibration of zero judgment. Mm-hmm. And zero fear, and th- they're not judging the ones that are having any. The there's nothing wrong with any of these belief systems. There's nothing wrong with Christianity. There's nothing wrong with Buddhism. There's nothing wrong with consumerism. There's nothing wrong with worshiping the Kardashians if that's what you choose to do. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a belief system, and th- as soon as we start to judge it, then we're lowering our own vibration in our judgment of it. Mm-hmm. And people can you know, spirituality. I don't even like to uh, really describe what we do as spirituality anymore, because that has so much judgment built into it. Typically, I'm doing this and and it's a big tent. It's also a very big tent of beliefs and there's people that are labeling spirituality, uh, you know, an inner journey. There's people that are labeling it talking to aliens. There's people that are labeling it, uh, you know, something that's, that's uh, almost the same as religion. And I, I just think it's a big, big tent and I look at all of the religions of the world, and I start to see some common threads, even with Taya, and realize that all of them, or most of them were probably born of someone channeling source, here's how the universe works, and then human beings taking that message and shifting it and massaging it in the beginning, probably to make it more understandable, and then ultimately, probably hijacking it a little bit for profit. Agreed. But the Agreed. The, the basis of, of religions, you know, faith, belief, uh, higher power. I believe we are our own higher power, and the and, and the higher power of the universe flows through us, and we can heal anything, manifest anything, have any experience through that. That's why we we return ourselves to trust. That's why trust Taya is T Y A because trust is so very important trusting the universe to deliver abundance we've all all of us who practice this see how even if it's coming through the side door the back door wherever it's coming in abundance flows in no matter what it just does yeah. and we are the ones that stop it with our negative thoughts and our doubtful thoughts and fearful thoughts and our judgmental thoughts anything that lowers our vibe is what slows that flow down that's why tai is about Eliminating the things that lower your vibration.
1: Do you find yourself consciously eliminating things or just waiting for them to drift away?
0: Uh, in the beginning it was consciously, and then a lot of things just naturally, when you start doing this work, just naturally start to fall away. There there are things that I revisit. I'm like, wow, I used to think this way,
1: uh-huh. and I
0: haven't consciously detuned it and it's just gone. You know, things that aren't so important. Yeah. Then there's some big things that I still held on to until I was triggered by them. I I was not even aware, I keep using, uh, this is still very relevant. The last time I was really triggered down my spiral was January 6th of 2021 when the Capitol was invaded. And I was very judgmental about that and I really got triggered by it. And I realized in the moment that I was triggered, I was really down my spiral, I was really upset. And then I caught myself. Like, why am I so upset by this? I'm not even that into politics. I, I say over and over again, politics is a belief system that I don't really subscribe to. I don't give it any power over my life. I don't. And why am I being triggered by this event? Well, I was already down my spiral, obviously, or I wouldn't have been on a news channel watching this. Um, and I wouldn't have been triggered by it if I w- weren't below neutral on my, my, my vibrational spiral. And when I caught myself, I went and meditated. And when I meditated, I raised my vibration right back up. And what we do in Thai is once we get to that higher vibrational place, instead of forgetting about the trigger, wanting to run away from it, we go right back into it. Because now our vibration is higher. We have a better set of tools to work with in a higher vibrational space. And from that higher vibrational, that source connected space of appreciation for all, I appreciated the people that were invading and i appreciate the people that were freaking out about it because everyone is having their polarized experience that's part of the matrix the people that were doing the invading were very ginned up on this idea that the election was was a sham and they were going to you know come in and write all of those wrongs in their minds they were doing exactly what they thought was right in the moment and the people that were freaking out we're having their experience doing the same exact thing. When I got yeah. to that level of appreciation, then I thought, well, why was I triggered by this though? Because I already believe that. I already know that. Hmm. And the clarity came that I had this, this need for justice in my vibrational basement, if you will. It was just there. That there was some belief system about justice that I still held on to that didn't reveal itself very often because I don't really have anything... Uh, to need justice for going on in my life, but there it was, and I detuned it. Like I don't need justice. Why do I think I need justice? Why do I think anyone needs to be brought to justice? That's that's an illusion, just like everything else.
1: Yeah, I'm a big believer in that mindset. I have a conversation similar to this with my boyfriend a lot, because you know he's a Navy vet, so he has a lot of views of justice and right and wrong and good and evil, and. I don't share those views. <laughs> so um, the conversations are interesting sometimes because at this point, he's given up on trying to make me agree with him that certain people need to be brought to justice. but um, there's a lot of people with the best intentions, like religion is based off of this. This person needs to be taught a lesson. This is not right. this is this is wrong, and things like that. And there's this point of acceptance that not a lot of people get to, and I'm not saying I'm fully there. But I definitely, I do not view the world the way I used to, especially when I was extremely religious and to the point where I try to stay out of the realm of using the word spiritual, just like you were saying, because like I've had spiritual practices in my life. I used to consider myself a very spiritual person. And that's not something I necessarily subscribe to anymore. I prefer to think of like Taya especially as a mindset practice. And so when I explain it to people, I keep the word spirituality out of it completely and stick with mindset. And then if they really seem interested, (laughs) I might get into the whole duality and polarity versus right or wrong. Because if you think about it, there isn't necessarily right or wrong. It's just a matter of accomplishing the thing that you want to do. So Like, you know, an interesting example would be Hitler and like being Jewish. I've had this conversation with people a lot because people are like, well, so you're just saying Hitler was not evil. I'm like, I don't really believe in evil. I believe that he believed what he was doing was the right thing. He believed in right and wrong. He had his belief system. And a lot of people do. They think what they're doing is right. Who are we to judge that? Even if we don't like the outcome. Although that's a pretty heavy topic of dealing with deal- difficult people, but <laughs> you know, I've heard Hitler was a vegetarian and an animal lover and like meditated and was very spiritual. I have no idea how true that is, but it's like there's no matter what you get into.
0: Yeah, he just he gets all this bad press. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: little Hitler joke therapy.
1: My daughter is doing a um a paper. Well, she was doing a paper for school um on. Dahmer, I think it was maybe it was Bundy. It was either Bundy or Dahmer. and the all the research she does. <sighs> I think it was bundy but um all of his girlfriends and stuff everyone who knew him they're like he was the nicest person i just can't believe he would do anything like this and, like everyone thinks he's just a sweetheart and then you know he's off doing all these crazy things that a lot of people would label well, very bad. we are
0: we are yeah. all vibrational beings and we have a we all have a high and a low and obviously to murder people you're operating mm-hmm. low vibration to allow yourself yeah. to do such things but that doesn't mean that there aren't other areas where they're not in that space, where they're operating in, in the heightened space, and also the, the common thread are among a lot of these people is they're highly intelligent, and they know how to manipulate, and that's that's where the charm yeah. comes. In. Yeah, yeah. So the the, the stream, but I, I will say, since you brought those names up, I do know what it feels like to be in that space of non judgment, even for those individuals, because the Hitler thing uh, has come up before in summits where people want to ask. Uh-huh how do you appreciate Hitler? And yeah. the, the, I, when they respond to that, I understand exactly what they mean. And I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a worthwhile journey for any human being, if they choose to take it to allow themselves because the matrix tells you you're not allowed to go there, right? You've mm-hmm. got to judge. These people yeah. are awful. They're evil. They're terrible. Uh, I was, I was having dinner with a friend one time and I was saying something about someone who was a, um, a convicted sex offender and how they've moved beyond that vibration and the person i was having dinner with lost their mind when i said that no once a sex offender always a sex offender scarlet letter you know we put them all to death and it was just like wow really you don't think that somebody could reform and not be that thing that they were labeled as at one time and you know all of, all of that sort of idea. And the matrix trains us to have these certain lines that we don't cross. Mm-hmm. Well, when I channel source, I can tell you, source doesn't have any of those lines. Source does view humanity as perfect the way that it is. Source does view us as here having a very temporary experience that is a vibrational journey and suffering and even death and all of those things just isn't viewed the same from the energetic realm. And that's how I know when you're in the presence of source and when you're in the presence of something other than source, which in our case would be ego, because that judgment is still there. That, oh, well, you can't go there. You can't talk about that. You can't go any further or any deeper. But how, how interesting is it, at least it is to me, to explore the possibility of authentically eliminating all fear and judgment and viewing humanity, even if temporarily through that lens, the lens of source. I don't do it all the time. Yeah. I, I'm not there all the time. I'm, I'm, a, I'm on a vibrational journey, just like everyone else. And the, the being able to visit that, that leading edge space of source, and we all can, makes my vibrational journey so much more rich and interesting because i know there's a place that i can get to that no matter what's going on in the world i can authentically step out of the fear and judgment aspect of it and view it through appreciation
1: yeah i completely agree
0: including difficult people to come back around to our topic Mm -hmm. Uh, you know the, the, the people that are labeled difficult or negative they're just having their experience yeah, and The more we detune the judgment around it and just let them have their experience, the the higher our vibration is going to be in, in that. And our high vibration, for me, that's a non-negotiable now. My higher vibrational uh, focus is non-negotiable. Whenever I feel myself being triggered, the first thing at all, not like I was triggered on January 1st, but any trigger. Um I ask myself, is this worth going down my spiral over? You know, I'll see something, somebody doing something that I don't like, and I realize, okay, I'm below zero right now, or I wouldn't be even having this judgment experience. And if you don't know what below and below, above zero, we, we've assigned some um, to the virtual vibrational spiral, we've assigned some value, numeric values to it, just so we have a better understanding of what these different numeric values look like. So the, the top of the spiral is a positive 20. The very bottom of the spiral is a negative 20. This top of the spiral is pure joy, no judgment, no fear, complete abundance, loving all that is, loving yourself. That's very key to being up there. That, that super joyful, super high vibration that none of us stay in all the time. And then we have neutrality where we don't spend much time, which is no thought. Uh, that's what we're reaching for in meditation and in meditation, what we're really reaching for is to allow our source being to be more fully realized, to step forward, because it's always there. And we clear our minds and do a little breath work or find some things to appreciate. We raise our vibe and we raise our vibe. We allow more of that source being to step forward and our ego kind of quietens down. It doesn't go away, but it quietens down in that. It's a magical, magical practice that anyone listening to this, if you're not meditating or doing some form, and remember that meditation, there's no rules. The thing about Thai is we don't have these rules. So there's no rules about how you have to meditate. It's not about sitting in a posture. It's not necessarily being in complete silence. You don't always get that. Um, it's not about clearing your mind completely and staying there for a period of time. You can train yourself to do that, but meditation can just be appreciation. Meditation can just be love of self. Uh, can just be a little, some deep breaths and some calming. Anything that just calms you raises your vibration. But anyway, I digress. So the below zero space, uh, we have negative five, negative 10, negative 15, and negative 20 being despair. And again, you don't spend much time at despair. You would self-destruct, and people do, when they're down at that negative 20. That's where suicide occurs and, and, and accidents and things like that occur in that space or as a result of that space. But negative five is what I like to talk about because negative five is where the matrix guides us to operate. Fear, judgment, but not so much that it's so incredibly uncomfortable. It's like you're comfortably numb, going through life, getting it done. And you're a little anxious. You're a little fearful. You're a little judgmental. You're, you're a little uneasy. Uh, most of humanity operates there. And that's what the matrix really guides us to that below neutral space because you are useful there. You are productive there. You are striving for that, whatever that belief system is that you believe is going to bring relief. Religion, government, politics. Look at the arguments that go on about politics. And at my age, I've been hearing this my whole life. So I've spent now 54 years. You know, I was my, some of my first recollections were of the, the Nixon era, early 70s. I was born in 68. And so I remember hearing you know, these, these arguments around politics my whole life. And people arguing and being so invested in their side because they think their side is the right side, the other side is the wrong side, and their side is going to, to solve problems. And the ridiculous thing is is that the problems never get solved. In that space, they just don't. So when we believe in something external like that, we're giving away our own creative power. When you believe that who the president of your country is or who the leader of your country is, is going to dictate your happiness, your abundance, then you're going to make that true for yourself. And if you've got the quote unquote right person in office, you're gonna have this great experience. But what happens when they're out? What happens when the pendulum inevitably swings the other way and somebody in the opposing party comes in, then suddenly you're having a terrible life. And I I see people now just complaining about everything. And it's the same stuff that people are complaining about all the time. It's just like it's being batted back and forth between sides. So that's a belief system that you don't have to be drawn into. And, And religion is the same way. Religion is all over the place now. Religion can be something that's very beneficial to people where... They, they definitely are abundant because of their belief. They are living a happy life because of their belief, but it can be very judgmental as well. I just saw a, a TikTok the other day of some preacher, some Baptist preacher in Texas saying that all gay people should be lined up and shot in the back of the head. So you know, there's the gamut. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's the gamut of, of, of religion and religious beliefs you know, going into that space of I am right and you were wrong. And we know it's all ego. That's all ego. When, when you believe that you are the right side and therefore everyone else is on the wrong side, that is not source. That is not God. That is your ego. Clearly to me, that is your ego. And I love having this level of clarity that I don't get triggered by that. I'm not, you know, jumping on, Oh my gosh, this person must be stopped. Let's go pick it and push against. And no, uh-huh. You know, I don't need to do that. I I just don't need to do that. And everyone, again, it goes back into that. It's my job to save humanity from itself. Well, it's not. It's nobody's job to save humanity from itself because humanity doesn't need to be saved. We're here having the contrasting experience, including these negative people that are around us if we would choose to label them that way. You know, if we are drawn into that, we are the ones that are creating that reality. And it's usually in our judgment of them.
1: That's one of my favorite lines ever that the stream said, well, like you you used humanity, but they've said before, like, there's no need to go out there to try to save the world because the world doesn't need to be saved. To this day, that's one of my favorite lines from the stream ever. I mean, even to have the perspective that like, you're not even ruffled by someone wanting to line you up and shoot you in the back of the head. I mean, that's granted that he doesn't want to shoot me because I'm bisexual, not gay. So at least I'm okay. But <laughs>
0: You're one of the good ones. <laughs> Well, but, I saw yeah. something today that was talking about where where all homosexuality is illegal, and there are countries where it's illegal to be a gay man, but not a gay woman.
1: Yeah, um, one of the random things about me, like growing up in a when I was in a Christian school and liking girls, I think I even talk about this in the Taya book a little bit too. But I talk about it in one of my books a lot. Like I wrote a whole book about it of dealing with the. Um, just the contrast in my own head I was you know cursed with this spiritual affliction because I liked women but I looked and looked and looked through the bible and they only talk about a man laying with another man <laughs> and so I'm like well so I'm okay if I'm a girl right <laughs> so yeah. but it it actually was looked upon as not as bad um even after we got caught and kicked out and stuff like that it was still looked upon as not as bad for two women to be together as two men very fascinating don't know <laughs> yeah, to kind of okay, well, so the, pre-
0: the personal prejudice of the person that wrote
1: that mm-hmm. yeah and uh, and the way they interpret like words in the bible and things like that because there's so many interpretations but i'm gonna i'm gonna completely pivot because i have a question for you um this is i'm just curious have you we've talked a little bit about like over the years drugs and alcohol. This, I, I promise this relates to our topic, but <laughs> suddenly I'm talking about drugs and alcohol. but um, what they do to kind of change your perspective, your vibration up and down your spiral and things like that and there's a lot of people who believe if you drink it opens you up to spirit more and all this stuff so it makes you more aligned blah 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 blah. same with drugs there's all these plant medicine ceremonies and things like that. Um, have you noticed in a difference in your ability to, remain neutral or up your spiral around quote negative situations when you're drinking because I so I don't drink very often and when I do I never have more than like a few and I noticed recently I drank a couple of drinks and I let myself go down my spiral way more than I feel that I would have if I had not been like riding that little buzz and I'm that got me this was just a couple of days ago so this got me like really thinking like is it harder to stay up your spiral when you're drinking I'm sure drugs would work. I don't do drugs but I used to and, and and I know for a fact that that altered my ability to process information
0: I would say that you cut out there, right? Just, but I think that was your complete sentence, your complete thought there. So I would say that there is nothing that compares to taking an authentic inner journey without any external substance whatsoever. And it, it's not as instant sometimes. It's something that you need to work out and, and hone your skills and allow yourself to go in. But when you are completely lucid and you're going into a meditation, you know that it's not induced by anything other than your own vibrational experience where you use plant medicine or alcohol or or anything else. That's, you're somewhat, you're using a stimulant to take you to a space and we know that different people react differently. And I think it depends on how much, you know, I can have a glass of wine and be very relaxed and in my relaxed state, be very up my spiral. Uh But I don't do this very often. But in the past, if I have more alcohol, and suddenly I'm losing control of my faculties, then it's not always a good experience. I I don't like that uh, not being present experience in that. And I have used some, uh, quote unquote, plant medicine in my lifetime. And I've had it really lift the veil and, and take me to some really interesting places. I, 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 you know, I'm not judging the experience as bad, but the information that I get from the stream, the clarity, every, all of the writings, everything that I've done uh, to create Taya, uh, everything that's in the two books now, all of that came in a lucid state of consciousness, where if I had a couple of drinks, it wouldn't have been that. I, I wouldn't have been able, because I'm still interpreting from a human perspective to be able to share it. I can have my personal experience and feel it, but to write it and speak it, it's coming through me as a filter to create it as a human creation, or it wouldn't have any value for humanity because otherwise it's just a personal journey with source, which is fine, but I am able to tap in at this level and get this level of clarity because I completely get out of the way with fear and judgment, and and then it flows. And... If I were on some sort of substance or under the influence, it, I, it wouldn't be that. I, I don't need it. And therefore, I don't think I'm special. I don't think anyone needs it. They can do it if they want. Source isn't judging that. Source isn't judging if you drink or, or use substances of any kind or plant medicine or whatever you want to call it. Um, but there's no, that, that source being exists in us and it's natural, and it's, it's something we can access that you don't have to use a tool to access beyond your own focus. The reason that it seems so not present in us is because, again, we have this matrix belief system that works it out of us. And I absolutely believe that religion is a product of the matrix. Originally, the original teaching probably was not, but that's so far gone now. Um, you know, I, I, it just is. It just is, any religion that I'm aware of is a human creation. And very often it's a human creation that has evolved over the years to really be about taking the the believer away from their source connection very often. Not all of them, but I see that in a lot, a lot. It becomes more about the religion itself than about the connection to source Mm -hmm. or God, which is the same thing as far as I'm concerned. Now, if a religion is just about that, I think it's great. Uh, but anything beyond that, I, I do believe that you you are assigning yourself a belief system that is born of someone's ego. And that's where all the rules come in because I, I have never, ever, ever gotten even an inkling of any desire or assertion of desires from source for how we operate this experience. In fact, if anything, I get this, there's this feeling of of... A great appreciation for how we create by chance, meaning we are creating from our vibrational flow perspective, and there's no preset path. We are creating what's next for us. And in that, what's next for us, we're expanding the universe in our new creation. And Source loves that, absolutely loves that. And that what's next that expands the universe very often is a product of things unwanted by us. So very often that next new expanse of creation that Source loves so much is because we've encountered something from our ego perspective that is not our preference or that we believe we can expand through or beyond. Uh, New creation, new technology, new beliefs, new ideas. Uh, Notice that we're always expanding, we're always evolving. Everything that's going on now in the world is an evolution of consciousness. You know, all of this uh, wokeism that is born of evolution of consciousness. You have people that are questioning everything, religion, government, their own gender, and saying, I don't want to be labeled anything anymore. And in that clarity that every, everything is a human construct and we don't necessarily want to assign ourselves to the same things that our ancestors or even just parents and grandparents assign themselves to it sort of starts to take us out of the matrix. Where the matrix seduces us back in is where we go into this belief system. We feel like we're out in the wilderness with these ideas. And then we feel like, well, I need to label this. I need to call myself this thing now to identify myself. That's your ego. Your ego is the thing that tells you you've got to have a label, that it's got to have a name, that you've got to be a dot, dot, dot sexual, or you've got to be a dot, dot, dot gender, or whatever it is, that is always ego, always. But the flip side of that is that the fear-based ego is the one that's telling you, you can't do that. So those two sides, those two polarized sides are both of the matrix. The people that are spinning themselves out into you know, new belief systems, which is a great thing because it's expansion and the ones that are pushing against it, they're all playing together in the same sandbox. They just don't realize it it's all matrix. Anytime there's judgment, anytime there's division, anytime there's polarity, you are in the matrix. And that's why we, we, in this practice teach you to appreciate that, observe it without judgment, because when you observe it without judgment, you're just aware that, okay, if someone wants to call themselves, uh, whatever gender or whatever sexual, that's not for me to judge. That's their business. It's their experience have at it. But then when you get over to the other side of believing that you've got to be an advocate for them, and you've got to save them from the judgment that they may be getting from others, or that the ones judging them need to be controlled somehow, you're right back in the game. So the matrix tells us you have to have an opinion, you have to vote, you have to take a side on this, you have to, if you don't take a side, then that's a side. Well, then the side. Well, the side that I take is going to be one of non-fear and non-judgment. Everyone's having their experience. And the matrix doesn't like that. The matrix wants to draw you right back in. No, you can't do that. You've got to be on a side. No, I don't. I don't. I'm here having my experience. Well, then it's callous. It's selfish. How can you be so callous and selfish not to help these people, you know, through their, through their journey? Their, their journey is not for me to judge. And if their journey is one of suffering, I am not helping them by just simply judging their suffering. What the hell am I doing for them in that space? And then I'm supposed to swoop in and be their savior? That's my ego. That's not source. Source says you are all eternal beings. You're having a temporary experience. 100% of your suffering is your own creation and you are expanding in the creation of your suffering. And you can choose to not suffer anymore. So what I have to offer humanity is that if you choose to pay attention to it, Pay attention to it, follow it, believe in it, make it your belief system, but understand that it's never going to be about rules. It's never going to be about worshiping me or the stream. None of that crap, none of that crap, none at all. I don't want your worship. (laughs) The stream sure as hell doesn't want your worship. I'll never forget when I first started channeling, I think this is in the first book. Uh, asking about worship, and the the stream said, we're the source of all creation. Why in the world would we need you to worship us? I thought, oh my God, that makes so much more sense than this concept of God creating man in his image to turn and worship and obey. Yep. And fear even. Yep. It makes so much more sense. And it also explains why this all creative, all knowing power doesn't swoop in and save people from themselves because it doesn't, that's not what that, that, that energy does. That energy is not judging the suffering. The suffering is the human created experience that the soul is seeking. The soul is seeking whatever the, this, this experience of chance that we are manifesting for ourselves, that's what the soul is seeking. And if it's being a drug addict or being in an abusive situation, that's the experience. So that doesn't mean that if you're in an abusive situation that you have to stay there, in fact, where we guide you to in this practice is loving yourself so much that you get the hell out of there. Trusting your abundance that you can. Trusting your abundance that you don't have to be in the line of fire of any negative thing like that. But w- what generally happens with that stuff is th- that, that by the time physical abuse is happening, there, that's a manifestation that, that's gone pretty deep, even if it's early on in life. And the, the soul places itself in the path of things like that sometimes because of the expansive experience that will be offered and it's hard for us to understand that until you get deep into a practice it's very hard to understand that but when you start zooming out to the source perspective and realizing this life is not you know eternal anyway it's always temporary and if you're an eternal being and you believe that you're an eternal being and you are projecting into life and if it's you know, a, a, an experience that doesn't make it out of the womb or three years or five years or 50 or 100 or whatever it is, you're not viewing it that way from the energetic realm. That's a human ego-centered uh, viewpoint that creates fear and judgment very often that we don't have to to assign ourselves to. <laughs>
1: You look like you're wanting a response, but I've got nothing to say to that. <laughs> I'm just listening. No, I'm kind of just like, okay,
0: I've talked and talked and talked and all this is flowing and it's great, but I don't want to flow so much that, you know, people are like, what the hell is he talking about?
1: Yeah, he's, he's I, don't, so I out, don't think that's an so issue. far out out there. There.
0: Well, we do go out there. You know, we, we that's yeah. what this podcast is. We go out there. We go way out there.
1: There's, there's some times where, depending on how long anyone listening right now has been listening to this podcast, um, if you've, Been listening from the beginning. There's a big difference now with David and the stream, and now when David and the stream start to kind of merge, and you get into these states now that you didn't used to get into. (laughs) Yeah, my my channeling
0: has evolved, especially over the last year. 2021 was a was an interesting Mm -hmm. year. It was a year of contrast for us, where we we went we went so far out with the message that it really evolved to something even higher and more profound and and functioning for more people. But at the same time, I I was still operating largely in my ego, where I needed to have a certain number of followers and a certain number of people coming through the program and hiring all these marketing people. And then suddenly, I, I kind of found myself out in this wilderness where I'm like, what is all this crap? You know, what am I doing bringing all this stuff in? And what I I found that when I bring external people in that aren't of our world, they just don't get it. They don't understand it. And they're trying to weave fear into the marketing and, you know, sort of, and I told them, you can't do that. You know, you can't say that if you don't practice Taya, you're, you know, there, there is no consequence for not practicing Taya. It's, it's a belief system. And the whole belief system is that if you don't believe in it, it's completely okay. That makes it unique that we're not dogmatic we're not telling you it's the only belief system and that if you don't believe in it you're going to burn in hell and all that stuff but we don't we just don't because that's not what the stream is about it never will be it never has been so that stuff just didn't work and when all of that kind of spun out that's when i really allowed myself to just let go and really step into the stream and really detune my ego let myself you know get fat and go gray and <laughs> do all the things that I did when I was, you know, operating and wouldn't do when I was operating in more of my own ego, and now it's just like this is who I am. This is what the stream is. This is what the practice is. You can be into it or not. I don't look at the numbers of how many people are listening to the podcast anymore. I don't, I, and I, I don't care about business. My life is abundant no matter what, and that is proven to be so. That is proven to be so. I, I'm at the the outer edge of. You know, just letting abundance flow in, how it flows in, and life is very abundant. Whether I have, you know, a hundred people in boot camp or zero people in boot camp, who cares? It's there. If people want to take it. Great. Uh, we love the community that we've built, and th- this practice is going to thrive no matter what because humanity's asking for it. Humanity's asking for it. And I want to share it with everyone. That's why I share it on here all the time. I want to share this practice with everyone that is interested, everyone who is vibrationally aligned with it. It's not the easiest thing in the very beginning, but if it resonates with you, then we offer lots and lots and lots of of tools and sharing of it all over the place to get it. Because I I do want to put it out there because I do see what it does for other people, what it's done for me, but it's not about uh, being in David's ego, And it really hasn't been, but I had to sort of detune uh, the remnants of that. My old type A self had to be detuned and it took a few years to get there. So here we are.
1: It's been a fun ride.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's just starting because I think publishing the book, publishing the Taya Practice book, uh, I I really look forward to just sharing that with the world because it's all in the book. The whole thing is in there. And and we we gave our heart and soul to it um, for years and we, we really have a high intention with it just being the, the purest form of source guidance that we can possibly deliver. And that, that's what it's gonna be. So we will pick up this discussion uh, over on Patreon for our expanded subscribers and just revisit the, uh, the, the, the clarity that we created for ourselves in this interaction around operating with other people. So Kat, thank you so much for joining as always. This episode doesn't have to end here. You can join us over on Patreon for the roundtable discussion of everything the stream shared today and how to apply it in your life. Join us at patreon.com forward slash the stream of David. I hope to see you over there.